Breaking news. We got a gig. Now, any other day, this wouldn't be such a big deal, but given the current circumstances, it's a small glimmer of hope towards a slow return to normalcy. Today, we're talking Week in Review, while the team discusses our first festival in quite some time. We're also talking a little bit more in depth about some of the streaming installs that we've got coming up and what we're doing with our downtime to prepare for upcoming events. My name is Mike O'Neill, and this is Gig Essentials. Welcome back to another episode of Gig Essentials. I am your host, Mike O'Neill. With me today is our usual suspects, Chris, Mike, Tom. How are we doing today, guys? Good. Pretty good. Doing good. all right. Good. So, big news, right? This past week, we, we got a gig. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Live music. Right. <laughs> so, we're, we're starting to see uh, this kind of creep along a little bit, right? Where we're, we're actually starting to see a, a little bit more life in the industry. People are trying to get out a little bit more. Um, we talked about the Concert by Cars. Um, series last week, which is kind of that different format of people trying to experience live music, and it's something that uh, is really cool for us to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, in that vein, Chris, you were involved with something this past week with the mm-hmm. Shady, Grove music, Shady Grove Music Fest, excuse me, yep. um, at the Art Music Hall. Yes. Art, yeah. yeah. So, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, it's a pretty interesting gig, you know. It's definitely different to be back in there after the past four months of not doing anything and not being really part of anything like that, you know. I mean, the concerts by car was one thing where we had, you know, Tom, you were like behind the stage for the front of house position, quote-unquote, and then we've got a broadcast system going on in the from a split and so it was nice to get back to just like a simple you've got a mixing board you've got a band on stage you got people around uh socially distant mind you mm-hmm. um so they had like painted off sections where people could set up their own little blanket you set up your own chairs you're all just chilling out if you're not wearing uh you know you don't have to wear a mask within your area once everybody's getting up you got to start putting them on stuff like that I think we were cleaning microphones and taking them out of people's hands after every use. Uh, other bands decided to bring their own stuff in, which I think was a really good idea. You know what I mean? Bring in your own stuff. Make sure that you're sure. not touching anything that anybody else has been touching. So definitely it creates a couple obstacles here and there, but it's nothing that you really can't figure out with just like Lysol spray. And if you have enough 58s, you just keep switching them out and putting some that you've already been touched or used in a different container. And like I said, other people brought their own stuff. So. All in all, I'd say it was a pretty good gig, you know what I mean? And it definitely helps being a, I, I don't see any reality right now where like you can do anything indoors, mind you, unless mm-hmm. it's at the limited capacities or whatever like that. And I mean, that'd just be, that's another discussion for another time. But like being in an outdoor venue definitely gives you the ability to like have that freedom to not worry so much, I think, or at least you're not on your toes so much. Everybody's still wearing masks. It's all outdoors. The wind is going, you know what I mean? So I think... All in all, it created a pretty easy environment. Everybody was really comfortable. No one was really making a big stink about anything like that. So definitely think it went off without a hitch, and it was pretty nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I I would imagine doing something outdoors. We've done a couple of graduations in the past, like, month Mm -hmm. or so, right, where um, everybody's been outdoors. And I think that kind of eases the anxiety a little bit, right? Definitely. Um, with the with the social distancing and everybody being at least six feet apart, right? Yeah. You need that wide open space in order to accommodate the, the, the number of people that you're 
you're going to be expecting. And right? I will say too, like a graduation. Or something. Yeah, I'll say, and I will say too. I'm pretty sure the Arden Guildhall was also doing like a limited thing too, where like it was a limited capacity even with the outdoor right. venue. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. So it's it's just like layers on layers of making sure that you have the right amount of people there. You're not going over the uh, over capacity rather for mm. having people even within a certain vicinity of each other. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. otherwise, yeah, I'd say for, for the new world that we're in right now, it went off pretty well. And I think we can, it's something that we could probably do again and not have to worry so much, or at least if anything, double down on precautions if people feel that way or if anything else happens in the future. Uh, yeah, I know that that's been a big conversation as of you know, the last few months is how do, we, how do we take these precautions and still provide an enjoyable experience for people, both for the artists that are performing and the audience that are uh, experiencing the music uh, just because obviously with the, the environment being what it is right now everybody's kind of nervous and anxious about everything and you know musical experience live band is supposed to be something that's enjoyable right you, mm -hmm. you forget kind of what's going on in the outside world for for the time being and it just kind of doubles down on the stress if you're like I, yeah, know, who's around like, me? Got, How far like, away is I that guy? That guy might got it. Like you know, like it's it's one of those things where like you just want to kind of release all of that tension and, and just enjoy the experience. So it's good to to see that we're taking those precautions, making sure that everybody involved is enjoying the experience from from start to finish, and mm -hmm. that we're we're making sure that uh, everybody's being safe and can kind of forget about it for a little yeah. bit. Um, Chris, you mentioned all these different bands bringing in. They're, they're different microphones, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is obviously a little bit of a different setup than we're used to with us providing everything for a show. Did you come across any sort of technical issues with having to deal with this wide variety of stuff? Uh, I'd say it wasn't as different as any other band that kind of switches around. Because in a festival situation, you get a lot of bands that have been kind of doing their own thing for a while, or they're used to even sometimes they're not even used to having monitors on stage and stuff like that, or like it's one of their earlier gigs and they're not really used to having full stage wedges for everybody. And, mm -hmm. you know, they've got their own vocal processing unit and stuff like that. So it's a lot of like just watching those gains, figuring out who has what. It's nice to have a person on stage that can tell you what's going on. And, you know, I know, Tom, you were my stage guy, luckily. So it's like you, you were both in communication the whole time. Like, hey, these guys have this, this, this. You know, sometimes it's like he's got a di totally different mic. Like, I think somebody brought in like a Super 55 or something yeah, like that. Sure. Yeah, like the old school friggin' like Elvis, Elvis mic. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, somebody brings in that kind of stuff. Or like, I think somebody else brought in their, uh, it's like, a, you said it was like a microphone off of like a tape machine, right? Or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. It's an old tape machine. So it's like... You know, it's it's a lot of just like watching those gains, making sure it doesn't feedback in the monitor once you unmute everything, and just kind of taking it, you know, taking it mic by mic, essentially. So, awesome. yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was a good time. Speaking of mic by mic, Mike, um, <laughs> we we talked last time about some of these streaming installs that we're doing. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, today I've been made aware that we've got a little bit of uh, equipment with us here. Yeah. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so with these streaming installs, um, it's a lot of gear um, from like PTZ cameras to live streaming computers and stuff like that. And um, one of the core components of the entire thing is how you control the camera, because typically with a camera, you have a person behind a tripod. But with a PTZ camera, this here is actually your controller. So you could pan, tilt, and then zoom by 
um, twisting, and then you could control all the other camera features here, like your iris and everything via the keypad, program presets. So it kind of makes like, especially in a church where like you have set areas, it makes your whole broadcast or your live stream much more streamlined because you could be like, okay, this is um, the focus on like where the organ and choir is. This is the focus where the altar, is, that kind of stuff. So. Gotcha. Um, it makes everything much more smooth. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like other gear that we have, we're like building um, custom streaming PCs and things like that that are um, kind of made to handle like the different protocols that we're using, like NDI, um, as well as just some analog, well, digital analog video inputs like SDI and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, traditional copper. But yeah, so. Cool. Now, could something like this, is this just a control for a single camera, or is it something that can be operated with you know, multiple views? So this controller here can actually be, um, pretty sure it's up to like 30 cameras you wow. can run off okay. this one controller. It's all IP-based, power over Ethernet. So basically all the cameras just plug into a network switch. This plugs into the network switch. You link everything up, assign preset numbers, that kind of stuff, and yeah. Cool. That's, that's awesome to see. That's, I'm learning stuff every day, particularly about this. I mean, I'm more of an audio guy, so the, the, the IT and streaming and all that kind of stuff yeah. uh, is still fairly new to me. It's really cool to see how we're accommodating those needs for you know, churches and, and, and um, large buildings and, and things like that, particularly Definitely. ones that might need multiple cameras that want to have this kind of upscale production value to yeah. to their services and, and that sort of thing, or the the area being so big, right, with these large sanctuaries that you, you the, it demands yeah. multiple cameras in order to, to kind of zoom in on specific areas as the, as the service takes place. Yeah. That's cool. Um, speaking of gear, uh, our backdrop here is our newest console, right, mm -hmm. huh? The Avid uh, S6L. Uh, what's going on here? What are we doing with this? Um, well, we recently uh, changed up our console inventory a little bit. Um, we kind of found ourselves in this spot where uh, we we're taking out a, a fairly um, complicated console or some complicated consoles to some smaller events. Um, and we were trying to take that same console and use it for some larger events that we were maxing it out on. Um, so we kind of looked at what our console needs were for things like corporate events, um, rock shows, you know, a little bit of everything and decided, well, we should probably realign our inventory a little bit to work better with uh, what we had going on. Um, so one area that we always found ourselves kind of maxing out in was corporate events. Okay. Um, it is surprising when you think, you know, you think a rock show, you see a band on stage and they've got drums and guitar amps and keyboards and there's all sorts of inputs and things like that and you can quickly run out of space. Well, um, with corporate events, I have found that it's all about the routing. Um, and you can so quickly run out of outputs when you're doing things like you need to feed a graphics computer for records, you need to feed a backup recording feed, you need to do an audio feed, you mm -hmm. need to do a feed to the, the restrooms, you need to do a feed <laughs> to the green room. Um, and uh, as corporate shows go, um, there's redundancies for everything, so you have a lot of multiple inputs um, for um, all of your different sources. 
Um, so what I wanted to do while we had the time to do it um, is take what we had on some of the other small consoles that we were taking out to these larger corporate events and get that workflow into um, this console, which is uh, more appropriately sized, um, not only for what we're currently doing, but also what we're trying to do um, in the future. So I've been working on my corporate show file here. Um, and really trying to think of what are all the things that could possibly come to me at the last minute. You know, what, the video guy that shows up at my front house position and wants to record one speech, you know, right in the middle of the program. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to drop a feed to him. Um, and uh, a lot of times with some of the corporate events too, things will build. It's like you get there and you think you're just gonna be feeding a PA system and then you find out you have to feed those record decks and all this stuff yeah. gets added on. Um, and traditionally, the way I've done it was we'll show up for a load-in day, I'll get the PA system up and going, and then sit there and painstakingly build a file from scratch for every single show. Yeah. Um, but we have this uh, wonderful thing called the ability to save show files. So <laughs> um, I think at this point I've kind of figured out what my workflow is and also what a workflow is that works for all the different shows sure. that we do. So I'm trying to translate that into uh, um, the AVID uh, format. Um, so I've done a couple of different things. Uh, one is I figured out um, using the different layouts on the console, how can I put um, all of my primary inputs, things like lecterns, wireless microphones, and playback sources on the surface in a way um, that everything is easily accessible. Sure. That I'm not going layer by layer. But also I have a lot of flexibility in terms of, oh, maybe video just wants to record microphones but not any of the playback sources. Mm -hmm. I have the ability to hop in there on the fly without having to do a lot of reconfiguring of the console um, to be able to accommodate that. Nice. Um, and that's the thing that I love about the S6Ls. There's just so many buses available within it that you can send anything anywhere and duplicate it. Um, so, uh, I've been working on that. Um, the other thing I did was I built myself a little laptop shelf for it. Nice. That way I can keep my laptop there to do all my um, stingers and walk-in music and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Very cool. Um, but the idea is just to create this like ultimate corporate workstation where um, I no longer feel like we're maxing things out all the time. Now I know if I get to the end of the line here, I hit a button and I go over to the next layer and I have... Right, you've got you know, room to breathe, essentially. Right? Yeah, tons of inputs and outputs. But it's really about the whole workflow of how this fits into the whole production, um, figuring out the way to do it that ultimately gets the best result. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, it's really good to see that we're keeping ourselves busy despite the current environment. We've got gigs going on. We've got these installs going on. And we're, you know, trying to improve the experience for everybody involved for these these larger uh, events. You know, taking the quote unquote downtime that we that we have and spending it here in the shop and making sure that we're getting ourselves prepared for when things start to kind of return to some semblance of normalcy, <laughs> right? Which nobody knows when that's going to happen. But you know, at, at the very least, we're going to be prepared for that when it actually happens, so that we can hit the ground running, um, which is good. Instead of scrambling and just kind of waiting and twiddling our thumbs and then um, getting into this massive panic when they're like, 
live music's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you, gentlemen, for, for everything that we've talked about today. Um, I really enjoy having these conversations. Um, and uh, I think that'll do it for us today. Yeah. Right? And uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. See ya.